This is JDSA's Law Talk. This is the program that gives you the straight facts on our laws and how they affect your everyday personal and professional life. So, you think you know everything about your property. If you had to, could you pinpoint exactly where your property begins and ends? What if you need to settle a border dispute with your neighbor? Do you know exactly who has a right to come onto your property and why? Property changes hands over the years, and assumptions are often made about borders like existing fences or landscape boundaries. In this episode of JDSA's Law Talk, attorney Matthew Hitchcock is here as we discuss property boundaries and the importance of surveying. I'm Clint Strand, and this is JDSA's Law Talk. This is JDSA's Law Talk. Brought to you by JDSA Law, one of the largest full-service law firms in North Central Washington. Join the conversation. Send us your comments and questions to lawtalk at jdsalaw.com. Matthew, always great to talk to you, my friend. Glad to be back. I really enjoy doing these podcasts with you. Let's start with the basics here. When we talk about boundaries and property lines, we probably have an idea of what that means. But legally, when we talk about boundaries and property lines, what are they? They're the lines that define the edge and end of your boundary. A lot of times you can find them on a county tax map, although a word of caution, the boundaries on a county tax map are not always accurate. So you would want to look for survey markers or historical markers that may be noted in a survey of your neighborhood or of your property. So we've already maintained that some documents that we think are the infallible truth, there might be some wiggle room there. Absolutely. The county's mapping programs have a margin for error that when you talk about a specific property boundary line, the margin for error is too great for identifying the exact location of the property boundary. And in some situations, the exact location of a boundary is going to be really easy to figure out. For example, the location of a condo unit is going to be the exterior walls of the condo unit, but they become more complicated with single family homes and residential suburban. The further away from the city you get and the more agricultural type land you're, you're around, the property boundaries have a tendency to wander and change based on geography and just based on historical use. Well, I'm glad you mentioned this because that was the next item I was going to ask you about. Uh, besides what you just mentioned, what are some other areas that are rife to cause boundary disputes? One of the most common boundary disputes we see are with fences. Okay. A lot of times people build a fence thinking that the fence is on a property line, but the fence is a couple of feet inside or a couple of feet outside the property line. And when they have it surveyed, either you would have your own property surveyed or your neighbor may have their property surveyed. The survey markers don't line up with the fence. And then you've got a dispute over those couple of feet between the true boundary line and the fence line. I think for a lot of homeowners, they would think that their deed to their property is the gospel for what they indeed own. But it sounds like we could have a case of dueling deeds here. That is that is absolutely true and, and fairly frequent. Uh, again, the more rural areas see much more of that confusion and because of the existence of erroneous legal descriptions in deeds that get recorded and because of errors in surveys where maybe they forget to measure at the right angle or they measure off of an improper marker, the uh, 
boundary lines have a tendency to become inaccurate, especially over periods of time. So what I'm hearing here is that a boundary dispute may not be something that arises out of ill intent or bad faith. There could be some good natured disagreements or disagreements that come out of an honest place. Both people sincerely believe that they're in the right. That is that is almost always true in a boundary dispute. Each neighbor believes that they're intending to do the right thing and that their version of the property line is the true line, whereas oftentimes it's just the result of an error and it could be resolved fairly easily. Okay, so let's move on to what to do when a dispute emerges, because it sounds like one may at some point in your lifetime. So what do you do if that indeed comes up? Well, I think number one, you want to be proactive. Uh, You want to do your homework and you want to understand where your boundaries are. If you have a a legal description that's a meets and bounds description, refer to that and see if, if you can understand that and identify where possibly your survey markers may be. Another thing that I would recommend is to try to talk to your neighbor. Just have a good old fashioned sit down. If you discover that your fence or your boundary is not where you thought it was and it impacts your neighbor's property, better to let them know up front and try to work with them on figuring out a solution than to get embroiled in a long lawsuit that will be expensive to determine exactly where the boundary line is. And if you want more, for lack of a better word, ammunition to back up your argument, could hiring a surveyor help out? Hiring a surveyor is a very important step in this process. Oftentimes I recommend before a dispute really boils over, I recommend that the neighbors go in together and hire a surveyor to survey both properties so that each owner knows where their true boundary line is. All right, Matthew, this is where you come in. What exactly can an attorney do to help resolve a boundary dispute? Well, number one, attorneys provide counsel. So attorneys can help you look at the problem that you're facing and identify what your rights may or may not be under the law. A lot of things that may seem fair in real life between two neighbors under the law may not be permissible. Okay. So we typically begin the process of discussing the the boundary issue. We'll send a letter to the neighbor. I prefer to send a non-threatening letter that is, let's work together in the spirit of cooperation. But we can, depending on the situation, we we can be a little bit more aggressive and threaten a lawsuit over the the boundary issue if a peaceable resolution does not appear available. But at least starting out, unless you have reason not to do so, it would feel more productive if the letter was in more of a form of an observation than an accusation, right? That's true. Litigation, lawsuits in general, they're quite expensive and they're not particularly enjoyable for anyone involved. Well, between a letter and litigation, there's another step, right? There is. And we often find more and more as people begin to understand what their rights are, a third party mediator who provides a neutral viewpoint, often a a former judge can step in and evaluate the positions of each party and let them know what the what they would anticipate a court ruling and help the parties work together toward a solution. It feels like that's the more desired outcome than a lawsuit because, I mean, you may win the lawsuit, but you're still going to see the person when you're out mowing your lawn that summer. Well, you know, there's a great joke that applies to boundary disputes. Okay. It's, it's like a divorce, except you still live right next door to the person you just divorced. That's funny, but it's not. <laughs> it's not It's not funny if you're living in that situation. Exactly. So 
if you're meeting with your attorney and you're dealing with these issues, if you want the best answers, you need to ask the best questions. So what questions should you think about asking him or her? Well, number one, right off the top, you want to inquire about your title insurance coverage. Okay. There's a, a good chance that your title policy will provide insurance for this dispute. And the insurance company may cover some of your, your legal fees or may f- uh, cover the cost to prepare documents like surveys or correction deeds to, to rectify the error. Okay. Uh, what other questions can people ask? Well, another question that, that they may want to think about is whether there's a valid adverse possession claim. If the boundary has been assumed to be in one location for such a long period of time, 10 years or more in the state of Washington, then it may give rise to a claim for adverse possession, which means the adverse possession claimant would own that property because of the historical boundary location. Everyone has always recognized the boundary to be there. Therefore, that's where the boundary is. And in this case, I'm going to ask this. This is where you really put the counsel in counselor. I'm sure you have some ideas on how to deal with this neighbor, especially if things may be contentious in the present while this gets worked out legally. As far as how do you deal with your neighbor's actions if you deem them to be not in good faith? Well, first of all, I would say photographs and documentation. Keep a log of your interactions with your neighbor about the discussions that you have had. Keep photographs of any encroachments or actions that they take that cross the boundary line that you think are improper. While they may not all be legally improper, documenting the process and documenting your interactions from the get-go will provide you with a very good record that would support a claim or would support your case in a mediation, or if you had to, a lawsuit. Again, especially when tempers are running and passions are running high, observations always work better than accusations. That is entirely true, and that is a great thing to remember as you uh, interact with your neighbors. Great information. We will be back in just a moment to bring it all together. This is JDSA's Law Talk. Listen to more episodes wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Matthew Hitchcock, thank you so much for sharing your perspective with us on this really important issue, especially if you're a homeowner. Let's bring all this together. We talked a lot about what to do to protect yourself in the event of a property boundary dispute. What would you like our listeners to walk away from, from this conversation? Well, I think first and foremost, the the important thing to remember is that confusion over the location of a, a property boundary is very frequently the cause of disputes between neighbors. These types of disputes can arise because of encroachments across a property boundary or because of a perceived encroachment across a property boundary. But there are some things that one can do in order to guard against those uh, types of disputes, and that is by having a survey of your property done getting out in front of it by communicating openly and honestly with your neighbor in good faith and typically trusting that your neighbor, just like you, wants their property but doesn't want your own property. They just want to be able to live and let live. Everybody wants what's right. And we have processes in place to figure out what exactly is right. That is exactly what I do on a regular basis. And thank you for sharing your thoughts on this really illuminating Matthew Hitchcock. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you. And that'll do it for this episode of JDSA's Law Talk. Make sure you like us, subscribe us wherever you get your podcasts. 
and log on to jdsalaw.com for a full range of topics you'll find very interesting with all of our experienced attorneys right here at JDSA Law. I'm Clint Strand, and this is JDSA's Law Talk. You've been listening to JDSA's Law Talk. Topics covered in this program are for informational purposes only and are not intended to be professional advice. Before making any legal decision, seek the advice of a relevant professional. To ask a question, arrange a meeting with a JDSA attorney and find Law Talk episodes on other topics. Connect with us at JDSALaw.com. Thanks again for joining us on JDSA's Law Talk.